And welcome back to 93.3 AM 560 KWTO. You know, that little phrase uh, has a knack of just rolling right off my tongue about a zillion times every morning. And sometimes I accidentally almost do it in the afternoon on my afternoon show. I've had to catch myself a few times because... You know, that's what I do every morning, right? It's the first thing in my brain. And so it stays in my brain throughout the entire day. But those days, I'm a little sad to tell you, quite a bit sad to tell you, are coming to an end. I got a big announcement today. I don't want to bury the lead. So I'm going to tell you where we're going with all of this. And then I will back into it and explain how in the world did a kid from Eureka, Missouri, end up hosting the morning drive show on the mighty KWTO and... Why now is that era going to come to an end? Folks, my last day of running the juggernaut known as Wake Up Springfield that we've created over the last almost three years is coming to an end. My last day will be this Friday. So I know many of you are very sad about this. Some of you may be happy. (laughs) Screw you. Um, Where's Liberal Dave? I have had, I have had. Yeah. What's that, Don? We need, where's liberal, we need liberal Dave's take on this. <laughs> I do need him to give me a proper send-off. Uh, folks, once again, um, my last day on Wake Up Springfield here on 93.3. Well, I, sh- I shouldn't say my last day on, on KWTO. My last day running Wake Up Springfield will be this Friday. Um, more on that as to why this will not necessarily be the last time you'll ever hear me on KWTO. Very likely not. Uh, I'll explain that in a minute. So <clears throat> where to begin? <clears throat> First of all, this is highly unusual. And Don Luzader, who's got many more decades of experience in the radio business, will tell you this is highly unusual. I don't know, Don, that this has ever happened before in radio history where you end a show and the host is the one telling you about it and staying on the air until the bitter end. This does not happen, right, Don? Yeah, normally you hear them one day and the next day they're not there. That's right. Uh, Tucker Carlson, maybe the most famous example. Tucker Carlson said on a Friday evening uh, a couple months ago, all right, folks, uh, uh, what, what was his tagline always? The sworn enemy of lying groupthink and the rage mob. See y'all Monday. And then he didn't show back up. Um, folks, we've um, actually been working on this behind the scenes for, oh boy, two a month months. Now. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, more. Back in June. Uh, I had this conversation, uh, with Don and the Zimmers. Um, it's time for me to move on. Um, it's probably honestly, maybe a little past time because I was brought in. I told you all I would tell you the story someday and I've never told you the story. So let's, let's reset now that I've told you where this is all going. Um, I turned out of office in 2015, in January of 2015. I was the Speaker of the House of the State of Missouri. An honor, a privilege, something that I look back and go, how in the world did I become Speaker of the House? And then people remind me that I was a pretty darn good speaker and the left really hates me, which means I'm an excellent speaker and so on and so forth. We have term limits in Missouri. I knew that that time was coming. And so as I approach my final year in the legislature in one of the most powerful positions in Missouri state government, I was like, well, the world should be my oyster, but how do I find it? How do I find the pearl? Where is it next? Because nobody comes up to you, despite how awesome it is to be speaker and all that. They also know that there's a next speaker coming up behind you. And so there's a lot of people who suddenly stop being your, quote, friend after all these years of calling you the honorable this and the honorable that. You really, let me tell you. 
if you want to know who your real friends are, be speaker of the house one day and then not the next. And you'll find out who your friends are. And I will tell you, there's a lot of great people. I know we, uh, we tease lobbyists and talk about them in an evil sort of way. They're not. They're hard workers. I don't agree with some of them. I do agree with others. And there's some to this very day who are my friends. And I love you and cherish you all. All right. 2014, <clears throat> I'm terming out of office. I'm trying to figure out what in the world I'm going to do next. And of course, the first thought in my mind, because all I had done for nearly 15 years was campaign for political office. Back in the year 2000, I decided to run for city council in my hometown of Eureka. And folks, just so you know, I, I we haven't tried to make a secret of this. But there's no reason to sit there and constantly tell you every single day uh, how the show operates because that's boring and you don't care. I am not in Springfield. I have not been in the studio in Springfield in a long time. We've been doing the show remotely almost since the beginning. For a while, I was coming down to the studio and I was in the studio because we wanted to make sure the show got off on the right foot. We had a lot of changes. The show is very different now than it was when we started three years ago. I think it's a fantastic product and a great show. And I think the Zimmers and Don and Cass and Jeff Allen and everybody who works with us behind the scenes, I think they agree. Uh, but I live in Eureka. I live in Eureka, Missouri. That's where I was raised. Uh, that's where I wasn't born here. I was born in Minnesota. You all know that. I, I, I moved to Eureka, Missouri. My parents moved me to Eureka, Missouri in 1976. I went away to college and law school and I worked for 10 years in New York City. And then I came back home to Eureka, Missouri. So that's where I'm from. That's generally where I broadcast from every single day and where I have broadcasted for nearly the last, I don't know, eight, nine, ten months or so. Uh, this is not unusual in the radio industry. Dan Bongino broadcasts from his home in West Palm Beach to the entire country. His two producers are nowhere near him. One's in Texas, and I think one is maybe somewhere else in Florida. That's the world we live in now of digital technology and remote capability. So that's where I'm from. That's where my my world is. Um, after I termed out in, tw in 2015, I was thinking, well, I'll, of course, run for political office. That's what I do. That's what I've been doing for 15 years. I did it for six years on the Eureka City Council. I did it for eight years uh, in service to all of you in the state of Missouri, eventually as your majority leader and your Speaker of the House. So I'll run for office. I'll run for state senate. I'll run for lieutenant governor. I'll run for attorney general. I've told you the story. It's a real story. It's a true story I had with Josh Hawley about which one of us was going to run for attorney general. And Josh told me, and I know he would admit this to this very day, that if I had decided to run for attorney general, he was not going to run. Boy, we'd live in a different world, wouldn't we? It'd be, I think it'd be similar because Josh and I are very close politically, philosophically in many ways. You'd be a U.S. senator by now. I might be. Josh Hawley's a little bit younger version of me. But I was at the point in life where I eventually came to realize running for another political office was not in my future. It was not in my destiny. It was not what the good Lord wanted me to do. I considered a lot of different options. I also considered, thankfully, my family, as I should have at the very outset. And I'm glad that my circle eventually came back to them. My two young daughters were very young at that time, but they were coming of an age where they needed both their parents at home. And we are very blessed to have a very rock-solid family with a mom and a dad. My wonderful wife, Suzanne, who I know I mentioned, but don't talk about a whole lot. She's much more private person than me. Um, she is my... Oh, I, I always get a little emotional when I talk about Suzanne because uh, she's really such an important part of my life. And 
how I got through those years. Those were tough years, folks. 2014 into 2015 was a very difficult time for me because I was making a transition out of Speaker of the House into back into private life. I didn't want to go back to billing hours and serving clients. That was a wonderful career. I was a lawyer for almost 20 years, and it was really fantastic. But I wanted to continue to serve the public in some way. And so I was hired by a government affairs company that became known as First Rule. We were one of the largest government affairs lobbying communications companies in the state of Missouri. Many people would agree with that. We had a client that was a big one. We represented the Singfield family, Rex and Dr. Jeannie Singfield. I know they have a bad name amongst lunatic leftists, and there's even a lot of Republicans that don't like them. They're wonderful people. If you knew them, you would agree with me on that. I worked for that company for six years. It was fantastic. I was the chief communications officer, and on the side, I did a bunch of local radio in St. Louis. I worked for the Fox News radio affiliate. Yeah, the big dogs. It was one of the, it was the biggest station in St. Louis. St. Louis is a, is in, is in the top 25 major markets in the country. That was an honor and a privilege. I did radio very part time though. I eventually had the Tim Jones show. Some of you may have heard of it. It was on Sunday nights on uh, 97.1, uh, the Fox News radio affiliate. So that's what I was doing from 2015 all the way up to September of 2020. And this was where KWTO comes into the picture. I woke up uh, the day after Labor Day, September of 2020. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I opened up the Missouri Scout, the inside publication I talked to you about. I read this line. The Singfield family has terminated their relationship with Travis Brown. Travis Brown was the CEO of the company I worked for. None of us knew this was going to happen. We were all employees of the company. Within 48 hours, we were informed that Travis Brown was going to shut the company down, completely wind it up, lay all 35 employees, including myself, off. And for the first time since I was 14 years old, I was going to be completely and utterly unemployed. The breadwinner of a family with a wife and two daughters. My wife was working part-time at the time. She was trying to get back full-time into the workforce. We were in the middle of a pandemic for the love of all things. My world crashed down around me, and I had no idea what I was going to do next. So what did I do? I leaned on my friends, my colleagues, my associates. I started calling in all the political capital that I had picked up over the preceding 15 years being in uh, being in the legal profession, being in the political world, being in the world of public policy. The first few people I called were, I think in this order, Jeff Allen, who was my former program director at 97.1. He had since been laid off and was in the consulting world while he was trying to build a new station back in St. Louis. See how this is all coming together? In the meantime, he was working with the Zimmer Radio Group. He was a consultant with them. He was helping them rebuild a station known as KWTO and the Jock and uh, Real Country and the Dove, the station group of the Zimmer Radio Group here in Springfield, Missouri. The Zimmers owned a ton of other stations. They own a ton of other stations, mainly across mid-Missouri, heading down here into southwest Missouri. I called Jeff Allen. I called Grover Norquist of Americans for Tax Reform, and I called a bunch of my very good friends in the political world. You know them well. Senator Bob Onder, Senator Bill Eigel, Congressman Eric Burleson. Those were the people I called. Those were the people I leaned on. Uh, with ATR, Americans for Tax Reform, I first reached out to my very good friend, Miriam Roth, who I had worked with for many years as I ran the Missouri Center Right meeting. Uh, that was a pro bono thing. I did it for free. 
I told them the story. I told them about my company suddenly exploding, imploding, going away. I didn't know what to do. And you know what everyone, you know what everyone said to me that I called? Tim, how can I help? It was the most humbling experience I've ever experienced in my life. Long story short, Jeff Allen said, um, I got this radio station I'm working with in Southwest Missouri in Springfield. I need a morning show host. I understand you're free now. <laughs> so I walked in and the place was very different, Don and Cass. Uh, Cass saw some of it in the early days. Don saw it as it was kind of under transition, although Don had been here previously kind of on tours and, and, and into the office. It was a very different place. It was once, I mean, KWTO, look, nearly 90 years old, a monster, a behemoth, a gorilla, but it had been neglected for a while. And it was because the previous owner, God rest his soul, the, the, the Ken Meyer, the, the fella, he, he tried to hang on to the station into his nineties, probably a decade or so, maybe too long. Eventually the Zimmers, uh, convinced him to sell it and they had to rebuild the station and it was in really, really rough shape. And I'm probably painting a much rosier picture. We had a lot of work to do. Jeff Allen needed somebody he knew, trusted, and could immediately start without a lot of babysitting. That was yours truly. I don't know that this would have worked if this had been a station in Kansas City or Chillicothe or Sedalia or in Hannibal. I knew Springfield. I knew it really well, probably second only to my home in St. Louis. As I've told you many times, my father is from Lockwood, Missouri. Some of my best friends in the legislature are here still in Springfield. Some of them have moved to Springfield like Alan Isett. And so I ended up here in Springfield. This was my first real position that I picked back up after my world had completely shut down. I was able to provide for my family again, and we started rebuilding basically Tim Jones Incorporated. I took on a lot of other projects over the years, and that's one of the many reasons why this, which was supposed to be a one to maybe two year at the most short term, Tim come in there and fix it and clean it up project. You know, we were doing a great job. We were having a lot of fun. The Zimmers had a lot of other things to worry about. So we just kept on rocking and rolling. In the meantime, though, I picked up another full-time radio show. Folks, I do two shows every day. My day starts at 4.45 in the morning. It ends at after 7 p.m. at night. I am always constantly co-producing with Cass and producer Katie and producer Joey and with my co-host Chris Arps. We're constantly working on things. We're constantly, there, there's lots of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Guests are canceling. People are being rebooked. We're being contacted from everybody, from the governor's office to the attorney general's office to people all across the country. It's a 24-7 job for one show. How about two? My days are 15 hours plus long. I've been hanging in there as long as I could. But about six to seven months ago, my wife, Suzanne, who knows everything and knows all and knows me so well, said, okay, when are you going to transition out of this? Because this is starting to really start to wear you, grind you down. I love doing what I'm doing, and I would do it forever until I literally passed out. And I almost did pass out one day on the radio. Maybe that's related to all yes. this. Yeah. It was time to move on. It was time to transition. This was never going to be forever. I think we just started pretending it might be. Uh, the Zimmers need somebody who can be in Springfield, who can go to all the things that they need to go to and be in and of the community. And you know what? I'll take a quick break here and we'll continue the story. On Friday, we're going to tell more stories throughout the week. And we're going to talk about the transition quite a bit. And that is very unusual, as Don said, in this business. And I'll have Don and Cass come in and talk to me over the next few segments as well. Friday morning at 7.05, we will announce the successors. 
I'm not going to say replacements, right? Because that doesn't sound right. I will announce the successors to Wake Up Springfield. The show, the station will go on because you're all not going to leave Springfield and move with me back to St. Louis. You're going to all be here. I will only be a phone call away. You'll hear me frequently on these airwaves. Cass will, Cass will call me up and ask me to make some appearances on this show and likely on her show as well. And I'll be on the air in St. Louis if you're ever on that side of the state. That station, we're very proud of it. We started it out of nothing. It's doing really well. It needs more of my focus and all of the other projects that I've been so blessed with that have popped up that I've developed over the last few years. They need my attention too. I had zero clients when I when my old company blew up. I started from scratch. I now have... Uh, depending on the season, you know, I have eight to 10 separate projects that I work on. Some of them are national in scope. I need to tend to spend some more time with them as well. I've been very blessed and I've got a lucrative burgeoning political consulting business. In addition to the radio, something had to give Springfield needed to be run by Springfieldians. And so that's a lot, a lot of what the decision was made. Um, all right. Uh, so I don't keep rambling and we'll reset. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue this conversation. And we want to hear from all of you throughout the rest of the week as well. It's been an honor and a privilege and the experience of a lifetime to start a radio show from the ground up. Hardly anybody gets that opportunity. I was blessed with it. I was blessed with two of the best co-hosts I could ever have in the business, Cass and Don. And uh, we'll bring them into the conversation when we come back here at 93.3 AM 560 KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Well, the messages are starting to pour in. I got to give a huge shout out to the first guy who texted me as I started talking, our good friend, Sheriff Roy Cole from Webster County. Sheriff, I, I, I love you and your family. Um, I, you know, Sheriff Cole knows my family history and I've, I mentioned this before. My, uh, my uncle Kenny Jones was a sheriff in Monoto County and then served with me in the Missouri house. And I've told that story about my aunt. I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, but, um, uh, I, I love our sheriffs and Sheriff Roy Cole is such an important part of my life. I have so enjoyed working with him over the last few years, getting his message out, getting things that he needed to discuss, having him on the air with me. Uh, he just said, you guys got to be kidding me. He wrote, and then he put a bunch of broken heart emojis. Oh, that's really nice. He said, I'm going to miss you, Tim. Your voice has been in our house every morning for years. I, I, and then he, uh, is, uh, and then he brought in Amanda. He said, Hey, Amanda, Tim's leaving the show. Look, I, uh, I know many of you are going to be sad. Uh, I'm sad. I'm sad. But remember, I, I'm not dying. I'm not moving to Tahiti. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be here. Uh, I'm going to be in St. Louis. Uh, you can listen to me up there when you're on the eastern side of the state. I will pop in here often, frequently, as much as Cass and the new gang will have me. We will have new hosts coming in. We will announce those hosts on Friday morning at 7.05. Uh, my buddy Matt from Heritage Action, I was with him in Orlando last week. Matt said to me while we were down there, he goes, oh, Tim, man. So Matt listens to it. There's a lot of people who'd never call in. There's thousands, tens of thousands that listen Matt's one of those. And Matt said, and Matt said, Matt, Matt said to me just out of the blue, he said, man, I, man, who's doing the show this week? Who's, and I said, oh, we got a bunch of, he goes, man, I, I love that show. That's the best morning show I've ever heard. I, 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 I couldn't stand it. I had to tell Matt last week because he's, he's a, he's, he, I knew he would keep the secret until today. Um, I, I look, er, all great things come to an end. This is, this is not the end of something. It's the, it's a change. 
We are going to be moving on. We are going to be having a new show. The show will not go away. There's going to be new hosts in here. Don and Cass are not going anywhere, and they will help make the transition that much easier. Uh, We're going to be here the rest of the week. I've got to take a break for now. We'll continue to have this conversation. Thank you, Sheriff Cole, though, for for being the first to chime in. Going to miss you a lot, brother, but just know I am a, a phone call away. All right. We've got lots more to get to. Gabe Pfeiffer, Joel Alexander from City Utilities of Springfield. I will continue to explain the whys and hows of the transition of Wake Up Springfield and more when we come back at 93.3 AM 560 KWTO.